Welcome back to the Movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark, joined by co-host Jeff. Hey, Mark. How you doing, buddy? Hey. Doing well. It's another great day in the Draft House. Thought maybe you could have met me with the same amount of enthusiasm, but that's okay. I'm ready to go. okay down there on Markland? I'm enthused. Markville is great. We're doing doing well. The population of one is awesome. Sounds lonely. I I mean, there's more than me here in Markville, but... You can't be lonely during Romantic Comedy Month. But I'm not. But before we get into what we watched this week, we got to plug some music. And uh, in this month of love, uh, we give thanks and our gratitude, which could also be referred to as love, uh, to the... One man bands Troy Doherty, who goes by the stage name of Troy. Uh, he's from New Jersey, and he's uh, he's doing big things uh, with his song Gemini. Be sure to give him a, a like, follow, a like, follow, and a subscribe. If you hit the show notes, get all the links. Um, thanks, thanks to him for allowing us to use his music here on our podcast. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Hey, um, what did we watch this week? Well, this week we watched Roxanne from 1987. It's rated PG, and it runs for one hour and 47 minutes. It's directed by Fred Shepesi. I'm going to go with that. Shepesi. And, of course, uh, as our month is Adam and Eve and Steve romantic comedies, I still think this is one of the worst ideas. Um, That being, And I helped come up with it. I'm not blaming anyone. Uh, you, but yet you keep mentioning how bad I do keep mentioning it because every time I have to say it, I feel, I feel weird. Why? Let's dive into that. Why do you feel weird saying Adam Eve or Steve? Because I think it's weird to restrict ourselves by the names of the individual actors in the film. But, it but also I also didn't us... want to just do straight romantic comedies. Right. It's it's more finite. Yeah. Um, uh, Which more... was the point. Yes. And it's, it, it's, the... it's a bit late now because we're it, it four is. weeks in. We're yeah. almost done. I won't bring it up next week. Maybe. Anyway, Wait. this movie stars ha. Steve Martin. That's our Steve, as well as Daryl Hannah, uh, known, you know, from Splash. Uh, Shelley Duvall. Uh, who you might know from Popeye and uh, The Shining, as well as Fred Willard, a small part from Damon Wayans. I'm guessing he's not the household name he is, well, back in the late 90s. Uh, And that's about it. It also stars uh, Rick Rosevich, who I mostly know as one of the pilots from Top Gun. (laughs) That's, That's a random recall. No, that's the only thing he's ever been in. Well, I mean, how do you know he's in that? IMDb. (laughs) Like, I didn't recall it. So, at first, I thought he was the love interest in the Steven Spielberg film Always. And that's why I went looking through his filmography to confirm that. And I was wrong. He's not. But. Uh, that's when I saw he was in Top Gun, and that would explain why I recognized his face because I've seen Top Gun a lot. Right. That's why I brought it up. Okay, that's fine. Um, just a random bit of trivia there. Uh, Jeff, had you seen this before? Uh, I, I'm surprised 
by just how much I remembered and how much nostalgia this film gave me. So I've definitely seen it. And not only have I seen it, it was enough of an impression on me that I knew all the beats, even though I haven't seen this in decades. Um, and I think I saw this as a young child, uh, you know, when it was popular and it came out on VHS, it, maybe my parents rented it or something, but I had definitely seen this and knew kind of what was going to happen beat for beat. And it really filled me with nostalgia. So yes, I've definitely seen this. How about you? And never. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, no. I don't know I'm why like, I'm surprised, but right, I don't some, either. But. There, I guess there's some movies where I assume, even though they're old, you've seen them. I don't. I this film. I want to say I knew it existed. Okay, but I might be telling you a lie. I don't. <laughs> Wasn't this the one that your wife might yes. have been recommending? Yeah, she okay. did. She did. Uh, when I was trying to have her help me come up with um, some Steve rom coms. And so she, she suggested that, yeah. Well, and I don't know if she was like she was looking them up, and she just came across it and said it. Or so like, did she watch it. it with you? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. um, you make it sound is, like I... she's not an old film watcher either. So um, <laughs> breaks my heart. No, I just like like I discussed um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Steve Martin's films, his his filmography really is is a real big blind spot to me. And I I can I can I, I know why now I know why um, okay this this early stuff of his is very uh, slapstick right we discussed it in the lonely guy episode very lonely slapstick. guy is full slapstick yeah to this me, is another this one is a that much more balanced rom comedy like it's a comedy with romantic elements right. Yeah, but there's there's still a lot there's a lot here too though. Yeah, um, but I think it's a comedy first, right? Because like some yes. rom coms can be really romantic first, and they're funny. Uh, maybe we would look at that one about the end of the world to sure. a lesser degree. Um, but to me, this is like this is a comedy with wrapped around a romantic story, and the romance. Is there, but it does take a backseat to the comedy. But I also wouldn't call this slapstick. Um, personally, I wouldn't define it that way. Uh, but just more of a straight kind of comedy as compared to the lonely guy where, you know, people are jumping off bridges and no one's helping right. anyone. And it's a very, very silly movie where I find this to be less silly. I I mean, I, I feel like we'd be splitting hairs if we debated that, but... We can't. Um, We're here. We've got plenty of time. I don't want to. I'm not going to debate viciously, <laughs> but I'd like to hear no. why. All right. So okay, the, begin the beginning of the way. Why okay. would you consider this to be slapsticky? Okay. Um, uh, the opening scene, he uh, attempts to fight or fights uh, he these kicks two. kicks their ass. Yes. What are you talking about? But it's a, it's a very <laughs> slapsticky fight. Um. Uh, like just very comical, comedic yeah. uh, fight. Uh, then he's you got the whole uh, the firehouse um, crew. They're pretty okay. Now you now you're making some sense here because okay. 
Yeah, that the scene when with the he's fire in the hose office and, and the fire hose is blowing the firemen up and down past the window behind them. That is very slapstick. Yeah, but most of the stuff that they do throughout the film is is pretty slapstick to me. Yeah. Um yeah. uh then you've got the um the scene where uh Steve Martin is he's running away I, I forget what the context was. Um but he encounters the group of old ladies on the sidewalk <laughs> at night and he I I, he falls I out of the, what he was doing there. He falls out of the tree and he's like, Oh my god, I just got dropped by aliens and he starts like mimicking an alien. Aliens uh, that want to have sex with old women. Right. And he starts he makes makes the, the, the suction cup sounds and and <laughs> I mean it's it's funny. It's That's just fair. But it's, no, you, see this is it, the thing. That's classic. very fair. Um and then there's another scene. I don't know. So um, one of my favorite gags, and it is a slapstick gag, because this would never happen. So when I think of slapstick, I think of something that's exaggerated that would never really happen in real life, right? No. And maybe that fight scene you could consider slapstick, but to me that's like borderline. But certainly the guy with the fire hose flying around, that's definitely slapstick. And the whole gag with this guy's nose is pretty yeah, slapstick sure. it's a big yeah. it's a comically large nose yeah right but, it's insanely large yeah but i think for me slapstick is things that really just couldn't happen in real life and i think that there are a couple moments that certainly fall that way and the comic relief of the fire crew is definitely in that realm but one of my favorite gags, and I think it is a slapstick gag, but it could it happen in real life, is actually he's leaving the diner, and he puts a quarter in the newspaper machine and pulls a newspaper out, reads the front page, and screams, ah! turns around, puts a quarter in, and puts the newspaper back, and then walks away. Loved that. I loved the idea of him buying a newspaper, being so horrified by real life, that he puts it back in the newspaper thing, pays to get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, a that's, plus that's comedy com- gag. That's comedy, but I, I wouldn't say that's slapstick. Yeah, um, I, I would call it borderline because I don't think anyone would have that reaction. You know, <laughs> yeah. like to be so offended by the news to go put it back. That's I what know. I thought funny. Well, we live in the, the year we 2024. <laughs> but also nobody gets newspapers. Right, right. No, I... um So... Steve Martin's, as far as what I can tell and, and the films that I've seen from him in the 80s, it's just, it's a brand of comedy that I'm just not, I, it's it's not my my cup of tea. Um, and while I, I really like Steve Martin as a as an actor, as a comedian, um, and this film actually went a long way. I want to go... And I haven't done it, but I want to go watch some Steve Martin stand up. We talked about it the other week. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if some of his stand up is anything like, you know, the um the 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 what is it? they were in a restaurant or wherever they were at where he gives the the fifty reasons why his nose is Oh no, it's the The twenty reasons. It. Twenty right. Yeah. Um or the twenty the twenty jokes that are better than hey big nose. Right, right. So, he gave from what I can tell, chance to get away, right? Right, and, and it's and it's probably the best scene in the entire film. But um, Oof. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for me, 
Steve Martin's 80s career um, is meant for a certain audience. And uh, I'm just, I'm not really that that audience. Yeah. And so that's why I think, because I'm pretty sure I saw this tra- the trailer to this film, trailer some of his other 80s films. I'm just like, ah. I don't I don't I don't want to watch. Well, you've that. seen Little Shop. Yes. Right, funny slapstick. Um What was the one we watched a couple Oh, The Lonely Guy, Lo- which yeah, is the Lonely 80s. Guy. Yeah. And movie. and Roxanne. Now, so I think I this mean, is like his best era for me. Like cuz I haven't seen Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, but I want to watch it. But The Man with Two Brains is incredible. All of me's pretty good. Three Amigos, Little Shop, Roxanne, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which is an A++ movie, Parenthood. Um, incredible run in the 80s to me. Like, that's all pretty much bangers. Sure. And, like, you're his audience. And, um, and, and like, I recognize that. There's, I mean, he's... He was considered a the, one of the great comedians in in the eighties and and nineties. Um, and I, shit, he might still be considered one of the great comedians. I don't know, um, but like to me, th- to me, this felt like one big long TV show. Um, like like from the the eighties nineties, um, and I don't know if it was because just you know it it is very eighties feeling. Um, the setting, even though it's kind of Midwesty, uh, it just had a, a, an eighties tone to it. Um, the plot's very simple. Uh, the, the characters other than Steve Martin are kind of just forgettable. Um, I just felt like I was watching a, a, you know, a long, a long TV show. Hmm. Um, but I mean, did you find it funny? Yeah. Did no, you have no. some good laughs along the way? Sure. I, I, I the 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 comedic value in this film is good, right? Um, I just I don't I don't know how far I can go with that, right? I I don't know how far I can go with um, you know, uh, a film being held together by a, a couple good scenes. To me, uh, I cannot agree. I don't think it's a film held together by a couple good scenes. <laughs> I find the movie to be quite hilarious. Um, scene after scene was surprising and funny to me, even though I had seen this movie. I think there is some heart here when, you know, like he's up on the roof with the bullied kid. And one of the, honestly, the best and most human lines in this movie is when the kid, the chubby kid on the roof's like, they called me Tubby or Fat Boy or whatever. And Steve Martin gives a very sincere, damn it, why do they do that? You know, and it was a moment where you could say, here's Steve Martin's character who's been picked on probably since school and high school and hits his fatal flaws. He's really uh, doesn't like anyone bringing up his nose. He will kick your ass if you do. Uh, And I thought that that was a superhuman moment. Now, I'm not going to call this movie perfect because I don't buy the romance very much. It's kind of silly, to be honest, because. Uh, if you haven't seen the film, there's this really tall, handsome guy that works with Steve Martin, played by Rick Rossovich, who's terrible with women. I, I like the scene where he goes into the bathroom 
and then he just escapes out the window. And I'm just thinking that Daryl Hannah's there thinking that he went into the bathroom and is just taking the hugest shit of all time. Mm. Yeah. L- love that. It. Yeah. Uh, I think Shelley Duvall's character is very grounded and needed and necessary, uh, as well as, as adding to the heart part of things. Again, the whole romance really just breaks down to Steve Martin writing these sort of flowery things about Roxanne and then Chris taking credit for it. And then eventually she realizes that she's fallen in love with this person who's written this kind of hacky poetry um, (laughs) that I can say that that I'm not into. I think the rest of the movie for me really works from a comedic level. Yeah. I, I agree with you um, about uh, what's her face, uh, the grounded lady, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Um, she is the the kind of the the the, the compass north presence. Um, you know, she's there to steer the characters in 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 the direction, and I think that's a very. I mean, that's that's not an, an '80s thing, but. They're they're very predominant those types of characters in in a lot of '80s films, uh, '90s films too. Um, but I, I I enjoyed you know the, the the scene towards the end where you know she catches on or did he tell her? No, Shelley Duvall told yeah, her. Right, no, no, no. But how did Shelley Duvall find out? Shelly Duvall did Steve because he told her he told Shelly yeah, yeah, Duvall that's what I thought yeah yeah um and I this she she re- recognizes that you know Steve Martin really loves Daryl Hannah's character well and Steve Martin's not particularly doesn't get a lot of ladies because of his nose no but and here's and here's what kind of bothers me about his character is that he is so super confident in every other aspect of his life in this film. Do you think he's overcompensating? Maybe. I just I but like the 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 breadcrumbs aren't there for me to believe that, right? Um that he's overcompensating because every other scene in this film where he's not with um either Daryl Hannah or, or Rick Rossovich, man he's He's A plus, um, you know, firefighter A plus, uh, life of the party A plus, um, you know, Billy Badass A plus, and so like when it came time for him to kind of shoot his shot, I just I didn't buy that he wouldn't have any like he'd let his nose get in the way, um, and that kind of that kind of took me out a little bit, and I was like, well, I mean. If if you if you're that confident in the other aspects of your life, and you got no problem, you got no problem doing anything else. Like he stood up in front of a room full of a hundred people, and and cracked jokes about every other thing. Um, but at the end of the day, he he knows that people will like him when they get to know him, but he does not believe that a woman can romantically love him. And I, and just, I, 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 didn't I think buy that. that his confidence makes sense to me in that he's dealt with a lot of shit and he has found, um, you know, peace around the people in the town. But he also realizes that 
he is always in the friend zone and he's only ever been put there. Right. And even like the people that do like him, they do snicker behind his back about his nose. Right. And I think that that's a very realistic thing too, is that he just kind of has come to this conclusion that this just isn't going to happen for him. And I think that that is why he and he's comfortable around her, right? When he's yeah. around her, makes jokes, has fun, but he knows it's never going to go any further than that. And so he doesn't try. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, right? Um, I he, think I make he, a good point, but that's fine. No, you you do. <laughs> um, but I, 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 at the end, I, end of the day, I'm just like, if a man, and I don't know how old, he, the the character is supposed to be in this movie because it's hard to, it's hard to gauge. It's always when, it Steve Martin. It's very tough to tell because he was right. born with gray hair, right? Um, so I'm thinking like you know he's maybe 30s in in this film, and you know he's lived with this huge ass nose all of his life, and you know he's he's gone through life putting up with it. And and he even goes to a doctor or you know whoever, and he's like, "Make my nose smaller." And and uh, I thought the scene where he's putting up the the nose, um, what are they? I don't even know where they were. Yeah, they're just paper. like nose placards that he'd put right. in front of his nose. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, it's because it, I mean it was just kind of, it was comedic. Um, where you know you can try to visual Steve Martin with these other stupid ass noses, but. Um, I don't know. It just it, the movie just didn't have that effect on me. Where, where I'm like, yeah, you, you know, this this is this is this guy trying to trying to win win this this lady's affection. Um, you know, I I really didn't like Rick Rossovich, uh, his no, character. You're not supposed to though, right? He um, kind of sucks as a human. No, right, and and he's only trying to get with Roxanne to have sex with her. Right, um, and then he actually finds someone who is his intellectual equivalent, and he realizes that that's actually what he wants. He doesn't really want a woman who uh, just is smarter than him and a better than him in just about every way. So, um, <laughs> right, and that's why that's why like when when um, you know Daryl Hannah, I don't know if she ever has a conversation with. Uh, Rick Rossovich's character face to face. Well, they have um, that one on the porch where uh, Steve Martin is in his ear, essentially. Right. And uh, you know, more more slapstick there, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't that part. I w- I didn't think that that was that funny, but no. But I'm saying that was it was slapstick because you know they're you know repeating the all cars bullet, you know, because he's getting feedback from some police radio. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I just, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I, you're right. The, the romance, even though the movie is called Roxanne, where it's supposed to be about the romance, it was really about Steve Martin's care. They should have called it CD Bales. Um, I don't think that rolls off the tongue. And I think Roxanne's <laughs> based off of another work. I don't think this is an original piece of work. Well, that'd be interesting. Um, but I just I think as a comedy, 
this works. Um, as a as a romance, it 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 also works. So you hit the theme for sure. Uh, that was uh, a low bar, though. <laughs> I mean, marriage story. You, you had to climb a mountain to get over that one. Um, well, no, you did. I didn't pick that film. <laughs> I think I might be wrong. I think this is an original story. So maybe they should have called it C.D. Well, St- Bales. But that doesn't, like I said, Roxanne's a much better title for a film. I mean, Steve Martin's credited as a writer on this. So, um, well, that but, could mean anything. He could be writing a screenplay. You know, sure. Uh, I don't know. Um, of of Steve Martin. So you've seen a, a, a good chunk of his '80s filmography. Where does this rank for you in his in, uh, in this era of his? Let's also keep in mind that it is uh, this decade for him is kind of amazing. Um, now the jerk is seventy nine, so we don't have to worry about that one. I haven't seen Deadman. Uh, don't wear plaid. The man with two brains is probably my favorite. Then there's Three Amigos, which is legendary. And then I'd say this. I'd say this is probably third on his 80s roster. I mean, he's got, what, eight or nine? Uh, oh, he's got a couple of TV movies in there, so I don't know. Yeah, like the Man With Two Brains, The Jerk 2, which uh, that's a TV movie. Uh, yeah, Three Amigos, Roxanne. That's pretty much it. Oh, that's his writing credits. Hold up. Let me fix that. <laughs> Let's try that again, because I thought I saw way more movies. Uh, let's see. Good podcasting here. Okay. Yeah, no. All right. Hold on. I'll, no, I'll give go. you I'll, so I'll give Pennies you his... from Heaven, which I've never okay. seen. Dead okay. Men Don't Wear Plaid, I haven't seen. I've put both of these on my wish list now. I'm going to watch them, because I'm realizing as I watch these, I'm a huge fan of this era of him. Man with Two Brains. <laughs> Amazing. Lonely Guy. Pretty good. Uh, Movers and Shakers. Never seen it. Three Amigos is a What about All of film. Me? Uh, all of Me's good. I like All okay. of Me. Uh, Three Amigos, while it's legendary, I'd never really... It's never one of my favorites. Little Shop, I really like. Go back in the back catalog. Roxanne. Then there's Planes, Trains. Okay, so here we're way... Okay, so this isn't even in the top three or five, probably. Because... Parenthood, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Planes, Chains, and Automobiles, uh, Man with Two Brains, maybe it's fifth. You know, it's decent. It's a middle-of-the-road 80s Steve Martin movie, I guess. Yeah. Which is just uh, to say, as much as I like it, that's how good the 80s were to him. Yeah, I mean, I've of those movies you mentioned, I, I've seen uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Three Amigos, Little Shop of Horrors, uh, and Lonely, Lonely Guy. Guy. Right. Yeah. And so, I think, so for me, the glaring omissions, and I plan on getting to, nah, maybe not, but if you <laughs> want to take it upon yourself to see Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which is my favorite Steve Martin movie, that's number one. It's got Michael Caine in it. Uh, and then Parenthood is incredible, and I am plan on picking it for the podcast whenever the chance arrives. <laughs> I mean, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels looks good. Looks like it's something so I would watch. Good. Right? Um, I also think so. It's directed by Frank Oz, the voice oh, the, of, yeah, Miss of Yoda and Yoda. 
Um, I didn't realize he he directed shit. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's a killer movie too. No, it It might even be on my. uh, Oh, the voodoo. I'm gonna check movies anywhere, whatever it's called. It may not be, but I'll need to buy it. I think I have it on DVD, but I, I love this movie. The um. I think one of the one of the things that that kind of threw me for a loop with uh, Roxanne here is that it it kind of feels like a two hour movie, right? Um, I just like I felt I felt like it it dragged in different spots where where it didn't need to drag a little bit and and it like the and I and I know why the scenes were in there. Like the, the, the aliens want to have sex with old women. Um, scene didn't really serve a purpose. It was no, just there. So was Steve really Martin. Weird. Yeah. So, so like, I kind of was trying to think, why is he doing this in that scene? And, and he sends them over to Roxanne's house. So I'm guessing right. he's trying to get them to disturb yes. whatever sort of coitus is happening. In yeah. He's house. trying to stop, uh, Chris. And he from, does it in the yeah. weirdest way. I got abducted right. by old lady loving aliens. <laughs> it's just ridiculous you know um i i just I, I, at different par- parts i felt like this movie was dragging a little bit um whereas in the lonely guy i didn't feel that way is because it was just kind of this eclectic collection of things that steve martin was doing and it was funny and um s- certain parts of this movie i was just like oh man that like the, the 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 motions he's doing with his arms as he's mo- you know mimicking the aliens and making the sounds that was pretty funny, mm-hmm. um, but it kind of just took me out of of where the movie was because it's so silly. Um, it's just him acting weird <laughs> in front of these women and and I just I don't know. Um, the eighties are weird, bro. Eighties oh. are a weird time for movies. I love it. So much. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. What? Uh, are we good? Do we need to? No, I, we never have okay. to drag it out. I, okay. If we put out a fifteen-minute episode and we cover everything we want to cover, I'm fine with that. What well, I mean, did did we cover everything you think we needed to cover? Yeah, I think. Uh, okay. I I really like it. It's really funny. Um, and it, like I said, it was a nostalgia bomb for me, and. Uh, I was happy to rewatch it. I was glad to have it refreshed in my memory, and I'll probably watch it again at some point. So you recommend it? Nah. <laughs> there are better. Like I said, we went through that list of Steve Martin movies. Did yeah. I recommend Lonely Guy? I don't remember. I, I, but I think it, we. I think you did. Maybe if I did, then I have to recommend this because it's better than Lonely Guy. But my, I guess I my reason for not doing it is because you should go watch Dirty Rotten Scoundrels instead. You should go watch The Man with Two Brains instead. But once you've seen those, come back to this. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna recommend it. Um, I, I'm glad. I'm glad I watched it. Like I said about the little guy, I'm, I'm glad I'm. I'm getting uh, this Steve Martin uh, blind spot out of the way. Um, I mean, I'm I know to educate you. Right. I know there's still other films that I need to see by his that are considered really good by most movie watchers. Um, I'm just finding that 
his his brand of comedy in this era. You're not much of a comedy watcher. Though. I'm I'm not. I'm not right. right. And I, I've said that before. Um, uh, I think I'm more of a raunchy comedy guy than just. And kind I'm of not this, like I right can, right. I'm okay with a raunchy comedy. Um, but at some point my phone stopped recording. I don't know when. Anyway. Oh God. I apologize. <laughs> Shit. That. Fucking, I, I'm not putting your face doing different emotions. No, it's fine. Just put a monkey up there or a freeze frame. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. But something happened with my phone while we were recording. Jesus Christ. Every single week. No. Every single Most week. Most weeks. Um, the phone falls over. The that, phone stops recording. That might have happened <laughs> at some point. Um. But yeah, I, I like I said, there are movies that we will get to. We, I only hesitate to give you Dirty Rotten Scoundrels because I love it so much that I think if I do ever try to get you to watch it, I'll want to watch it at your house with you because I yeah. feel like you're more receptive when my enthusiasm is there too. Like well, if you also, watch a like, movie with someone who's enthusiastic about it, it's a little harder to hate it. <laughs> but I think you would. I think you'll. I think Parenthood is a movie you'll really like because yeah. not only is it funny, it's it's a drama. There's a lot of yeah. stuff happening in that movie that isn't funny. That is quite serious. Um, directed by Ron Howard. Uh, yeah, so. we talked. We texted about that. You know, a year or so ago. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I agree. Um, I don't. Knowing if you you really like a movie is going to kind of curb like my true emotions about something is because ultimately I'm a nice guy and I don't want to shit all over something that that you really like, right? Well, it wouldn't um, bother or, me, but I would defend no, but, it vociferously. What you've done before? Well, we've we've watched some movies where you're like, "This is bullshit. This is the shittiest." Thing. I'm like, I, I, I don't remember. Well, I I, I, I I think of like Encino Man, you know, was one you didn't particularly I like. But I didn't really I, I shit didn't, on that. The only yeah, thing I didn't firmly hate it. shat on was uh, Ravenous, but <laughs> I which say we I loved that, which movie, we both agreed unfair. was a bottom five movie. No, uh, whoa, no, we did not. <laughs> the uh, uh, anyway, what do what do we watch next week? So next week we're going to watch the film Leap Year starring Amy Adams. And how appropriate is this? That episode will release on February 29th. It's almost like we planned it. We did plan it. And here's what I'll pitch to you. We should watch this movie every Leap Year day. Just come back to it and watch it every leap year day and just release a bonus episode. It could be 10 minutes of like this movie. I might feel bad. I might feel different if we watch it. I'm like, this is horse shit. It has got a low Metacritic score. Never mind. I take it back. Don't release that into the universe. <laughs> yeah, don't don't hate it before you watch it. I'm not going to um, hate it before I watch it. And, and you know me, Metacritic score often is wrong especially when it comes to my taste. Uh, but at the same time, this doesn't look you. like my kind of film. No, we'll and see. I think it's a, I think it's a true romance, actually. Um, I, I, I don't know how much... I've seen the movie before, but it's so... It's so, I want to say, incredibly average. 
as a <laughs> oh, why are we doing this rom com? Uh, uh, that it's I just don't remember much about it. We're uh, only doing this because it's a leap year. Yes, and we're correct. recording on a day that releases <laughs> on leap year day. Um, but uh, lucky for all of you listening, uh, you can hit the show notes. And get all the links to uh, all of the podcast social media accounts. We're on uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, right here on YouTube, where you're you're probably watching us right now. So hit the subscribe button uh, so you don't don't miss any future content here in the podcast. And Jeff, let me tell you, mm. um, as we get more followers, um, they're leaving more hate mail. Uh, hate mail comments. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, no, I, I, uh, I forget what it was. Oh, it was Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Smith. Which five, is a, a recent uh, five-minute five, review you put yeah, out. Um, you know, it's the Amazon Prime re- reboot of of that uh, starring Donald Glover and, and Maya Erskine. Um, and, like, it's got, it's got a, a lot of comments. And, like, every third comment is like, oh, you fucking say um too much. Oh, bitch, you should re- re-record right, this go. and not say, uh. I had it pulled up real quick. We're going to do this. <laughs> and it's crazy. If you take out all the ums and ahs, it could be a three-minute review. You liked this post. I know. Then we'd have to change the name and the whole thing. Uh, and then this one looks like a genuine reply. I think among the best shows Prime offers, maybe a little slow in the first set. This guy's just adding to the conversation. Dynamic and funny. I enjoyed the Netflix show. Thank you, One Love Six Six, for being yeah. genuinely interested in the conversation. <laughs> uh, most of these are actually pretty good. There's only one guy who shadowed. There's on only him. one. Really? I'm looking at this. Uh, oh no, no. Okay, yeah, you're right. You maybe should redo this because <laughs> the ums got a big munch, and the point was slow to get to. Okay, so you had two. And then this other guy just says tattoos. I don't know if that has to do with the film that you reviewed or not. I don't know. <laughs> but what engagement we're getting over on the YouTube hey, page. Listen, if you want to engage with us, leave us some hate-filled you get, shit on the YouTube. You get the people. Nobody comments. Uh, I get my hate mail over chronologically. <laughs> I don't get any here. But I'm also you, not as, uh, uh, what's uh, the word, ubiquitous, opinion. I guess, as you are over here on this. No, I, I what? Let me get it straight. I, I appreciate the engagement. I do. Um, and actually, that that tells me that we're 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 getting somewhere with the channel, right? Um, so I appreciate that. I appreciate any any engagement, positive, negative. What tattoos, really sucks is that a review care. of Santa Slay has 14 views. Listen. Nobody wanted to watch that, that shit. That, that's, that's a, movie a hidden I've, gem. And the thing I'm learning is that no one is interested in my taste in movies. Uh, some of them have been bold enough to tell me that on <laughs> Apple Podcast reviews, but I, uh, I, I, and, and you're because you tend to pick more modern, relevant films. Sure they tend to attract more traffic or maybe it's just your handsome face. Like I'm it admittedly might, it, not pro- as good looking, but like my equilibrium both. review, nobody said shit. <laughs> no. So like, um, the, you know, the Mr. And Mrs. Smith episode has, you know, uh, over a thousand views. Um, 
and there's a, there's a, there's a handful of of and let me let me just remind everybody is that we just launched this channel like six seven months ago so um you know we're, we're it's a slow and steady wins the race approach but um I can tell that the the YouTube channel is growing it, uh, it's getting more engagement we're getting more followers uh, subscribers and I, I think I, that's wonderful I love that. Um, I spend a, I spend a good time, a good amount of time recording videos and editing them and getting them uploaded. I mean, it's it's not we get a way more engagement on the YouTube channel than we do anywhere else. Engagement, yeah. yeah. Um, the you know the 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 stuff on Spotify is it's. I mean, we're doing good there. How come I only um, got seventeen views on my Lady Blood fight review? That's such a hugely popular movie. <laughs> this is my problem. Like the shit I want to talk about, no one cares. <laughs> the um so anyways, uh we appreciate all the engagement there on the YouTube. Uh be sure to to hit us up on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh which I I'm told is dying. Um YouTube Apple Podcast, uh, anywhere you get your podcast, we're right there. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter and tell him, "Hey man, there's somebody out there that loves your taste in movies," yeah, hit him up at Podcast by Jeff. And I can tell you who he is. His name's Eric, and he actually helps me record a podcast called Chronologically, <laughs> where we go through the full filmographies of some of cinema's greatest creators. And if you want to get in touch with Mark and tell him that it's his beautiful face is the reason he gets all the clicks and all the engagement. You can do it on Twitter at I Heard You Liked. I'm going to start linking to my OnlyFans, too. Um, I think you should. You might be able to pull down some money. <laughs> Someone will actually just go in and pay just to tell you how small your dick is. Engagement. That's engagement. engagement. <laughs> I'll be honest. Engagement to me is is a greater gauge of how well you're yes, doing than correct. numbers. Then yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, we know that from doing different podcasts over the many years. You've been podcasting much longer than I have, so I mean, you know that firsthand. Um, I just think it's really cool that now as the the channel becomes more popular, we're getting more subscribers. The engagement's going up, and we're actually getting people that go, you fucking say um too much. You suck. That's how you know you made it. Like, when I read this bad review over on uh, my other podcast, I actually smiled because I'm like, hey, someone listen. Not only did they listen, they listened like 20-something episodes before they tapped out and wrote a bad review. That tells me that I'm doing something and, right, I think. And it was a well-thought-out, like, negative review. Yeah, he took a couple shots of my intelligence, though, <laughs> which you probably agreed with, which is why you thought it was a well-thought-out review. <laughs> You're like, yeah, what a dipshit. <laughs> yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> oh, but you get to say uh, it to my face every week. Right. <laughs> but uh, um, anyways, Jeff forgot to plug me. I did not. At- if you listen back when you edit this, you'll hear that I specifically did. Oh, okay. Well, then I won't re I won't rehash it. But anyways, remember I said people can talk about your beautiful face, and that's why. Oh, I that's right. And I, I talked about my OnlyFans. Um, yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Jeff, any um, any last words? Nope. No words of wisdom. We'll see you on Leap Year Day. Night. Oh, oh.